Hey y'all, welcome to this quote-unquote special version of Pistons versus Everybody, the Detroit Pistons podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm your host, Lazarus Jackson, and I am not super pleased to be talking to you right now because this is going to be a podcast all about the injury news that we just got about Blake Griffin. Uh, according to Tim Bontemps of ESPN, I thought he was at the Washington Post. Uh, I guess he's at ESPN now. The Pistons announced that Blake Griffin will not be traveling to Indiana while continuing treatment and conditioning regimen for his left hamstring and posterior knee soreness. He will be reevaluated for a return to action the first week of November. All right, first things first. Reevaluated is not a return, so it's likely that Blake won't actually be back in the first week of November. I'll get to the schedule and like what that means for the actual games later and we'll take that into account. But the first thing I want you to know is I don't want you to hear first week of November and expect that to be the time frame during which Blake returns to the lineup. Secondly, like we, we knew this was possible. Uh, Blake Griffin has an extensive injury history. I struggle to say he's injury prone because all of his a great deal of his injuries have been like weird things right like he he broke his toe in a playoff series against portland he uh he punched a glass in an argument with a training staff member and like messed up his hand remember that like sure he's had some acl tears and meniscus stuff in his rearview mirror but that stuff was very early in his career and so i i don't think he's necessarily injury prone so much as i think he's a guy who like happens to get injured but like this again, I guess I guess the distinction—it's a distinction without a difference, right? Like we knew that at some point during the year, it was likely that Blake was going to miss time. In in my opinion, it is better to have that happen earlier rather than later. Y- yes, all the wins count the same. Like yes, like you win in November and it counts in April. Like I I get it. I'm not an idiot. But uh, the more time that is left on the schedule. The more games you have in front of you, the more time you have to adjust to what is occurring in the season, right? They had, you know, the preseason just ended. They have a bunch of preseason games that happened without Blake in the not-too-distant past, like a week ago, under their belt. Um, They know what it's like to play without Blake Griffin. Uh, This is different in my mind than having him, like, go down after 30 games after you've gotten into a rhythm, you've gotten him used to being in the lineup, you've gotten all the players have gotten used to like playing around him and having him be like a large part of your season. Um, it's it's different than that, you know. Like obviously, um, the converse is also true. We could have what happened with Reggie Jackson in 2016 happen, where you know Reggie missed the the first 20 games of the year, I believe. They went 10 and 10, um, and they had they found a rhythm with Ish Smith in the starting lineup. And Reggie's Reggie Jackson's rhythm disrupted he, Reggie Jackson's return. Sorry, disrupted that rhythm. However, you know, frankly, Blake is just way better than Reggie Jackson was at that time. And additionally, when Reggie returned, it was clear that he was not one hundred percent. He also had a more severe um, procedure. He had a he had a PRP injection, which is like an actual like medical procedure so far we haven't heard anything like that is happening to Blake um so like that that's another point in the favor of whether or not Blake should be 
ready to kind of go as as soon as he's fully healthy and integrated back into the lineup. Um, and, and okay, we'll we'll get to that now. Actually, uh, there's a if you take the announcement on its face, this is not that big a deal. Now, I'm not a doctor. Let's start with that. I am not a doctor. I am not a medical professional. I work in the healthcare IT industry, but I'm not a doctor. But even I can like use Google and see that a hamstring is a muscle, right? Uh, unless the muscle is torn or like the, unless the muscle is like uh, separated from the bone, it's not the same level of seriousness that say a ligament strain is or like a bone bruise is. Um, if you're, and so I expect that, you know, given proper time to recuperate that Blake actually like will be able to come back to full strength, like in the not too distant future, you, you do some Googling, you look at what a grade one hamstring, um, injury, uh, a grade one hamstring strain, the recovery time for that is up to three weeks. You know, maybe he strained it in the preseason. Maybe he strained it in practice one day. We don't know. That's that's pure speculation. I want to make clear, make sure we're speculating or that it, uh, you guys know we're speculating at this point. Um, but, you know, recovery time, three weeks, you know, not not that bad. Um, however, if uh, like some people, you are more conspiracy minded and think that a more serious injury will be announced in that November time frame, I can't stop you from thinking that. I mean, I, I guess there is some evidence for this. Blake, you know, Blake at the end of last season injured his knee. We were told it was his knee was sore. And then during the offseason, it came out that, you know, he had torn his meniscus. And so I can see where if you are conspiracy minded and you think that the Pistons are slow playing uh, a Blake injury, um, I can I can understand that particular uh, line of thinking Um, for now. All we have is the report that uh, he's experiencing posterior knee soreness and that it's his left hamstring. Now, the hamstring extends like all the way down to the knee. So those two things are probably related. But like, yeah, at, at this point. Like at this point, we have no evidence one way or another that it's something more serious. And so I think it's more responsible at this time to take the report at its face. Like if you don't want to do that, totally understandable. And like, I'm, I'm not going to stop you. I don't think you're, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just don't want to do it. Following a team you love in 2019 can be time consuming. Trying to follow everything in a league you love is almost impossible. Scrolling through every app and visiting every website on a daily basis is also impossible. That's why I subscribe to Axio Sports, the best free daily newsletter in the land. Axio Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, you get the best stories from the NBA and the NFL, and the best stories from cricket and ping pong, and the best stories from everything in between, like baseball. I had no idea the baseball playoffs were happening right now if it wasn't for Axio Sports. Axio Sports also highlights the most important stats and trends, giving you the ability to stay informed. It's super simple to sign up, and it's free. You just go to sports.axios.com, you give them your email address, boom, newsletter in your email inbox every single day. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the friend sharing an amazing link with your buddies. Join the 100,000 sports fans to get caught up on the day before it even begins. 
Best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, no nothing. This is free, curated sports content delivered directly to you. Sign up at sports.axios.com. Again, try for free at sports.axios.com. know if you guys know this but i'm not a very fashionable guy i had no idea which shoes are cool i had to urban dictionary what a hype beast was and my closet is packed to the gills with michigan state t-shirts but i'm at that age when wedding season is year-round and you need to look for the photos of that so let me tell you about indochino which i wish i knew about before they started sponsoring this podcast Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more. And everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. The process is simple. You can get measured and design your suit at the nearest Indochino showroom, or you can do it all yourself on their website, Indochino.com. On the website, you choose your fabrics, you pick your customizations, and you submit your own measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks with free shipping. And the best part is that they're affordable. Almost all of their custom-made clothing is under 400 bucks. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when you enter Blue Wire at checkout. Again, with free shipping, that's at Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE, for $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more. That's an incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You have no excuse anymore or clothing that doesn't fit to weddings. Wedding season, year-round, your significant other will be pleased. Trust me. Okay, so, like I said on Twitter, the, the only thing that gets the Pistons into the playoffs is a fully healthy Blake Griffin. And so, especially this early in the season, I think it's vital to get him fully healthy and ready to go. And so, I am weirdly encouraged that the Pistons aren't pushing him harder to recover. It it feels like previously they would have had him, you know, start the year, or maybe he sits out the Indiana game, plays the home opener in Atlanta, so uh, you can sell tickets and uh, have kind of a moment in in that way, or you know, they play him to make sure that they start the year off on a good note. But to me, at least, it feels like. This is a prioritization of getting Blake healthy over what necessarily might be best for the team, which is obviously good for Blake. Uh, It is a strong sign from an organization that um, people have only recently begun to trust and is starting to try and like rebuild its, its reputation around the league. Other veteran players will notice when you are prioritizing their health over necessarily like regular season success. And so, you know, I am weirdly encouraged that the Pistons are doing everything in their power to get Blake healthy and not trying to like simultaneously like make him play. We've all we've seen guys like Kawhi Leonard leave their current situations or be very frustrated you know, with their current situations because they felt like they weren't getting the proper treatment from the medical staff. You know, imagine, imagine like you're at work, right? And your leg hurts and your boss is just like, ah, yeah, that sucks. Like, I'm sorry, your leg hurts, but like you got to keep working. 
like you would be kind of mad. You would understandably be really frustrated with your employer. You know, these players are people too. And so uh, you, I think that element gets lost a little bit when we talk about them as, as, as players. Um, we we kind of lose the human element. But like, yeah, if a guy's hurting he, and he does, and it's probably best to just like not have him play. And again, like other players talk that it's a good thing that the other players were here will hear that, you know, the Pistons medical staff is doing everything in their power to like keep you healthy, get you ready to go. And they're not going to push you to do anything that you're not comfortable with. I think that's a good thing for the Pistons long term. All right. Like and, you know. Getting to the actual meat and uh, potatoes of this, uh, if he misses the if he misses another additional week past the first week of November time frame, um, the 11th game of the season is November 11th, 11, 11 <laughs> against the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves at home. So if you grant that Blake returns for that 11th game, he misses 10 games and he's back in approximately like three weeks. Um you know, in that time, the Pistons play uh, Indiana, Atlanta, Philly, Indiana again, Toronto, Chicago, Brooklyn, Washington, New York, and Indiana a third time, hilariously enough. I talked about this uh, on some other podcasts. I talked about this on the uh, on the upcoming Locked On Pacers with Tony East that it's really just kind of hilarious that the Pistons have to play the Pacers uh, for all four times before Christmas. Um, either way. Uh, that's neither here nor there. The Pistons should be able to beat Atlanta, Chicago, Washington, and New York without Blake. Like, full stop. Um, Atlanta is really young and really bad defensively. I think Chicago is Chicago is talented, but I think they're overrated, and I'm not entirely sure how their offense is going to work. Um, Washington, New York, and Washington and New York are just bad basketball teams. Just full stop. Not very good basketball teams. And so that's four games right there. Maybe you steal one of those Indiana wins. You play them three times. You play them uh, at least once at home. And so, you know, you, you hope you can win uh, one of those games. And at that point, uh, you're 5-5. Five and five, And Blake Griffin is returning against the Minnesota Timberwolves at home. And you're off and running. Like, that is the, that's the best case scenario for how this goes. And that is, to me, a, a benefit of the injury timing. There is no benefit to Blake actually being hurt, but this is a beneficial time for that injury to occur again uh, because the Pistons have one of the easiest schedules in the league before the All-Star break. And they have one of the toughest schedules in the league after the All-Star break. And so in my mind, it's, it's easier to get the Pistons in a rhythm and take advantage of those games uh, prior to the all-star break that are going to be easier um, and win those games perhaps and get Blake healthy than it would be to, uh, you know, have Blake go down in, you know, late March when I think they have like a homestand against all the play, all the expected playoff teams in the West or, you know, early April when he went down last year. And if you're trying to, you know, win some games down the stretch and, and solidify some playoff seating, like that is also not a good time for Blake Griffin to go down. And so in my mind, the this is a this is about as good a time as any to get Blake 
fully ready for the regular season. Like I don't I don't know for sure if that's something that the training staff is taking into account. Uh, again, I hope not. Again, I hope they're just they're just fully focused on what Blake Griffin like needs in order to to stay healthy and get him ready for the regular season. Um, I hope you know other external factors like the business like the business side of the of the Pistons and like like when it would be good for Blake to return aren't necessarily factors. But uh, you know, if if this is just slightly more fortuitous than it perhaps could be. I'm trying to find bright sides out of Blake Griffin being hurt. Like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> so, in the meantime, what are the Pistons going to do for those, hopefully, 10 games Blake Griffin doesn't play? Uh, James Edwards at The Athletic already mentioned one thing. I think that's going to happen, that they'll reinsert Luke Kennard into the starting lineup uh, in favor of getting more offense. I say reinsert because Luke's, Luke started in the playoffs when Blake didn't play. And so that makes sense from uh, we've already seen it before perspective. Um, and Luke is, you know, Luke's the lottery pick. It makes sense to get more offense into the starting lineup. Offense is the bulk of what Blake Griffin brings to this team. And so like, that's how you balance that out. I know the thought of Luke Kennard in the starting lineup also excites a bunch of you guys who think Bruce Brown is the worst player ever because he can't shoot. But, uh, like, you know, ignoring that, uh, if Lucas is, is as aggressive as he was in the preseason, that should offset some of the scoring that the Pistons are missing by not playing Blake. And I think that some of the, the playmaking that we saw from Bruce Brown uh, we'll still, we'll, he'll still be able to have like drop off passes to the roll guys, um, off off of bench lineups. Bruce Brown's defense is maybe a little bit wasted against bench lineups. That's something I've talked about in the past. But um, you know, having him next to, he he can Bruce Brown can fit next to Derrick Rose and Derrick Rose, if he's playing the way he was playing in the preseason, I think is enough to carry an offense, uh, a bench offense during the regular season uh second thing if blake isn't in the starting lineup that probably elevates one of the big men uh that's probably markeith morris they literally brought him in to to play that role that role of uh capable of a good backup power forward and, and a capable starter uh when blake couldn't play um you know markeith started a bunch of games for the Wizards last year. Uh, he did not start in OKC, but he wasn't expected to. That's not why they brought him in. And so, uh, I, again, like this is this is the role they expected Markeith Morris to play. I'm encouraged that, uh, again, they've, they've planned for this. They, they appear to have a plan for this. And uh, last, not least, actually last and something I'm sure you guys are mostly excited about, Markeith's elevation into the starting lineup probably means Christian Wood is in the regular rotation. I know Wood was the was the absolute darling of preseason. Uh, he was a very productive offensive player. I've dedicated an entire, no, not an entire podcast, but we've dedicated like the last couple weeks of this podcast to talking about Christian Wood. So I don't feel like I got to get, I don't have to sell you on Christian Wood anymore. You guys are already hyped for him. But, uh, but yeah, he will probably actually like see the floor sooner than I think Dwayne Casey perhaps wanted him to. But, uh, but yeah, Casey, uh, prefers Thon off the bench. I think, I think that Casey was going to start the season with Thon off the bench, uh, 
as the primary uh, backup big man because uh, he likes what Thon brings defensively over Christian Wood. At his core, Casey is a defensive guy. Um, I don't. I agree with that at my core, but to me, Christian Wood was just so he was so outplaying Thon that it was. Uh, I was surprised, but that that is what I expected. You know, the. Um, for the same reason that Bruce Brown was probably going to start the season before the Blake injury, Thon Maker was going to be in the rotation over Christian Wood before the Blake injury. Um, but, you know, thanks to the preseason, we have seen some Christian Wood Thon Maker lineups. Uh, those looked actually not that bad. Um, Wood's energy on the glass covers up for one of Thon Maker's main weaknesses, which is his lack of rebounding. Um, Thon, both of those guys can allegedly space the floor for some of the other players that they're going to be sharing the court with. That'll be especially beneficial to a guy like a Bruce Brown, whose main offensive benefit right at this point is attacking the rim. Um, that'll be, I think, a little bit less beneficial to a guy like Langston Galloway, who uh, needs the he'll he will utilize the space to take open shots, but. Um, but he'll, the space is space, right? Like, if you're playing drive and kick basketball with Derrick Rose and Bruce Brown or Derrick Rose and Luke Kennard or whoever the lineups are, um, guys are going to be open in the corner, and that's that's where Langston should ostensibly be able to thrive. And so, uh, you know, and, you know, defensively, Thon's energy and activity and communication and length should help uh, carry some of Wood's uh, attentiveness deficiencies, and uh, and yeah, it should help cover some of that. Wood help Wood rebounds for Thon. Thon uh, protects the weak side for Wood. Um, those guys can play off of each other, hopefully, and and that'll work. And so yeah, the you know the long and the short of it is is like no, uh, this is not like a great thing for the Pistons that Blake Griffin is going to miss time. Obviously, you would prefer for Blake Giffen to be fully healthy for 82 games and, and a playoff series or two. But uh, if this is going to be the time in which uh, Blake Griffin does not play for the Pistons, this is an opportune one. It is beneficial for the Pistons to uh, get Blake Griffin as healthy as possible, both, for, both from an internal perspective where they're uh, trying to make the playoffs and trying to get him ready to play in the playoffs and trying to keep him as healthy as possible, and from an external perspective where you know veterans talk around the league and they'll see that the Pistons are more are prioritizing the health of their players over perhaps uh, individual like regular season uh, success. Um, and you know last but not least, this gives other guys an opportunity to perform guys that Pistons fans have been excited about uh, due to their preseason play in Christian Wood. This elevates uh, Luke Kennard into the starting lineup most likely, and I know that's another thing that Pistons fans have been excited for to see Luke Kennard's, uh, you know, offensive development. And so there are, while this is, while this is not, while the Blake Griffin injury is not a good thing, there are silver linings to it that I think Pistons fans uh, can take from this. Um, but yeah, like obviously it sucks that Blake Griffin got hurt the same day that Josh Langford got hurt, the same day that Carryon Johnson got hurt, and the same day Quandre Diggs was traded. Like obviously this is not the greatest day in Detroit sports history, but you know, small blessings. All right, this has been Pistons versus Everybody. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. 
Uh, you can follow us on Stitcher and Spotify. Please leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. That's that really helps uh, visibility of what uh, of other like sports podcasts. It really appreciate I uh, I really appreciate that, and it's something that's really important. Um, I've been I'm super happy that uh, so far we have like a 4.9 stars out of five like that. Like I know that's not the <laughs> it doesn't it matters and uh it's nice but like we only have like we're a small podcast this is only episode four or five i think like i knew this would not be in this would not be crazily successful overnight however like just seeing those numbers like tick up it like gives you that little dopamine hit and you're like yeah man i'm doing great i'm doing good so i thank you for the dopamine hits they are much appreciated um I will talk to you guys actually tomorrow. Tomorrow we were I was this is always an emergency thing. This is always something that um was unplanned and I always plan to release the podcast as I normally do uh, on record on Wednesdays, release on Thursdays. And so I was going to do a recap of the Indiana game with a special guest that I will not inform you of at this time. Um and so that that podcast will still come out as scheduled. Uh, thanks for listening everyone and we'll talk to you on Thursday.